Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on the Bay Area's sports station. 95-7. The game. Another win for the Golden State Warriors. They take down the Dallas Mavericks 125-122. to Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo. Smart, home, security, Chris Towns, and Matt Steinmetz. It's been a while, Steiny. have you been? I'm good. How are you doing, Towny? Good to have you back, man. Yeah, well, I kept getting stuck in the mornings and in the afternoon and missing some of these Warrior games, so it's great to be back. Great to see a Warriors victory. And didn't you just know? At the end, as you and I were watching the game together, you can't give Steph Curry a look like that at the top for three. He's going to bury that almost. What's the percentage you think he buries that on you? That particular shot, I'll bet he makes at least two out of three. Maybe three out of four when he gets that kind of look at it. But, uh, you know, there's so much that came from this game. The first thing is Dallas played a terrific game tonight. They still can't win at home against the Warriors, but... The one thing I want to focus on now is just that last play because there are coaches that may have called a timeout there uh, after Barnes hit the shot to tie it. But Kerr elected not to, and it worked. It didn't just work because Curry made a great shot. It worked because the reason Curry got a great shot was because Dirk Nowitzki was on the floor. And they ran a high pick and roll with him, and Nowitzki just couldn't get out to contest the shot. And had he gotten out further, Steph would have gone by him. So... By Kerr not calling a timeout, it set the Warriors up to have an advantage that that last possession. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. We want to hear from you. It was really a wild game. You want to talk about ups and downs, and at one point the Warriors were rolling the Mavericks, and then the Mavericks come out, and then they come back, and then the Mavericks late in the game had a 10-0 run. So this was really a game about runs. And Steph Curry, since coming back, he was gone for 11 games, has scored 70 points in two games. Just truly amazing how everything flips when he is on the floor. We always talk about spacing. When he is on the floor... You can take Durant, you can take Clay, but when he is on the floor, the spacing truly changes. They're a different team. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Not only 70 points, Townie, 70 points in 60 minutes. I mean, it's incredible that he came back from, what, about a month off and has had two phenomenal games. If you look at the Warriors tonight, you think about what they had to do to win this game. Draymond Green, 18, 11, and 6. Durant, 25, 11, and 6. Curry, 32, and 8. Clay, 25, 5, and 4. What I'm getting at is every, all their big four shot 50% or better from the floor. In other words, their four best players all had great games. And that's what it took to beat Dallas tonight. Dallas, Dallas played extremely well, and I'm wondering if 
how demoralized they might have to be after a night like tonight. 19 for 43 from three. They only turn it over 12 times, but that's a game where Dallas got beat. They didn't lose the game. They got beat by a Warrior team that's maybe one of the best of all time. You're trying, I mean, think about if you're a Maverick and you're, think about the fans. They hit 19 threes. Now, I don't know where that ranks for this season for, for Dallas. There. I, I, I would bet it's the most they probably made in one game. I would think it probably is. They do shoot a lot of them this year, but not 19? normally 40. Well, they don't usually make 19, uh, but they're, they usually shoot in the 30s, but 43 is an incredible amount. It's almost half their, half their shots. But, you know, if you're going to shoot 44% from three point range, you might as well, uh, keep shooting them. If you're going to tell Rick Carlisle before the game, hey, you're going to score 122 yep. points and you're going to make 19 threes, would you take that? I think so. <laughs> I think he'd say I'll take that over two games. I mean, it, you know, they they sure had a shot, especially after they made that run. I think the Warriors got a little complacent there at the end, but it just goes to show you teams, they don't quit against the Warriors. And again, I'm just looking at the Warriors' box score, and it's the kind of box score in which you'd think they won easily. But it came down to the last shot, and that's because Dallas did enough offensively that they just got the Warriors out of sync there, and they did get a lot of open threes. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Want to hear from you. You saw what it's like without Steph for 11 games, now back for two. Sometimes when something's not there, you tend to appreciate it a little more. We'll take your phone calls. We've got a ton of highlights to play. Warriors with the win over the Mavericks, 125-122 to 122 right here. 95-7 the game, the home of your Golden State Warriors. Listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. It is time for Play of the Game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. 12 seconds to go. Warriors won't call time. Curry in no hurry. Crosses the timeline. Right wing. Comes middle off a screen. Open three for Curry. Got it! Curry! You know, watching that, Matt. I don't for me. Townie, when did I say that's that's good? Well, that's too easy. Before he left his before the ball left his hand, I believe I, you said that. It was not hard to see coming, especially when the video. I mean, doesn't doesn't Dirk? I don't care how old he is. I mean, you get the basketball IQ. You've got to disrupt that shot. You have to. You know what? I will say it's easier said than done. True. And you know, if you look, Curry got a good look, but Dirk got out there. He was late. Don't get me wrong, but he did get out there. But if he goes out any further, I think I think Curry can just go by him. Easily. The problem is the Mavericks didn't have any timeouts left. Um, not that they could have used one anyway, but ideally they get Dirk off the floor in that situation. Yes. They sub offense for defense. So uh, that's why Kerr, I think, made a great call in not calling a timeout. And that's what's so tough. We're going to get to your phone calls at 888 957 9570. That's what's so tough about a guy who's a legend. 
playing it out. And, you know, because if you're doing this show in Dallas, you're calling the greatest player in that franchise's history and one of the greats of all time a complete liability. Yeah. I mean, we've watched that before. Uh, You know, I watched Larry Bird getting old with his bad back. Uh, Magic Johnson got old. Even Michael Jordan with the Wizards. We see it with everybody, and it's just a matter of, like, who gets out on top? I mean, who gets out on top? It's hard. Like Elway. I mean, uh, you win the Barry Sanders. You, you, you win Elway, the Super Peyton Bowl. Manning, you, I guess. Yeah, you win the Super Bowl, and you say, I'm out of here. But the reality is, if you're an athlete, you got to be a great athlete for a reason, and you think you can get it back, and then you realize, you know what, I can't get it back, but... By that point, it's too late. I, I think this will probably be Dirk's last year. Um, but, you know, the other thing is, I I heard Jim Barnett talking about Barnes's last uh, bucket. So the, the Warriors scored with 24 seconds left to go up two, and Jim seemed to suggest that Barnes should have waited. Uh, Barnes ended up scoring on that nice drive layup with 12 seconds to go. I don't know, man. When you're down two, even if it's the Warriors and, and you have an opportunity to get two, I mean, you got to take it to tie the game. And, you know, did he leave 12 seconds on too much or 12 seconds left, which is too much? Well, it's easy to say now, but you're down two. And you have an opportunity to tie it with a layup. You got to take it and then take your chances on the defensive end. Yeah, and you know, thank God for Steph. That means no overtime. Correct. No overtime. It's time to hear from you, the fans. Brought to you by Nations Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nations. Let's go to Shock Top South City. Lead us off here on Warriors Wrap Up. Hey man, what the hell did I miss? I, I just opened Twitter and I see Steph hit a, a buzzer beater, damn near. And then uh, I'm gonna rewatch this game. I was just curious, like anything you could uh, you could tell me to look for. And then one more thing, I've been trying to look for this thing on Twitter, but um, it, was, it was it was crazy. It was like like my favorite word is efficient. And then the other night, Steph had 38, and then uh, Russ had 38, <laughs> and I just started laughing because it took Russ like. Like double the shots, and he missed like a whole bunch more, and then it, and then Steph did it in like half, you know, like crazy more efficient. And I, I, I'm gonna find it, but I don't know. Why? Well, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't know exactly what Westbrook shot, but there, uh, he hit he hit 38 as well. But I don't know who they were playing. Like he hit 38, and Steph hit 38. I think I don't know the last game no, Russell played. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly what Curry shot. Curry was 13 for 17. For 38, and he was 10 for 13 from three. It was actually Curry's best shooting night of all time, uh, with the exception of one game. Yeah. That is, well, all right. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that's very efficient. And, like, and Russ, I love how Russ plays, but he has to play, he has to miss and take hella more shots. I just think that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's the way Westbrook is, but, you know, Westbrook plays hard. it's, It's the way the game has changed. Well, point guards score more than they ever did before. Uh, I mean, you have, now, to, you have to be able to score if you're a guard in the NBA now, or else you're a liability. And Matt, when you look at it across the board for all sports, the way we judge players now is far different from ever before. We used to just take simple box scores, and didn't matter what sport, and we would look at certain things. So you'd look at a box score, and you'd say, okay, Curry had 38, okay, Westbrook had 38. But when you really start going into the metrics, and as Shock Top just said, efficiency, who is the more efficient player, which equals who is the better player? 
And that's what you once you really delve into the numbers and you start looking at it, yeah. I rather have a guy who takes less shots and scores 38 and is far more efficient, especially from three. You know, the thing that we've learned, the three versus the two. You know, that's where basketball continues to change in those players, the high-volume shooters, the hero ball kind of guys, the, 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 the analytics, they don't favor those guys anymore. No, they don't. And, you know, when it comes to scoring... If you can make 40% from three-point range, you're going to be a monster factor on the offensive end. Um, you know, that's scoring, and Russell Westbrook can be a volume shooter. Westbrook does other things extremely well. If you ask me who would I take, Curry or Westbrook, I'm definitely taking Curry. Um, but Westbrook gives you stuff that Steph doesn't give you, like an explosiveness and an ability to get to the rim that's kind of unparalleled. But, yeah, I mean... That's where Curry and even Clay, to a lesser extent, have kind of redefined the game. I mean, their points per possession or points per shot, it's they're off the charts. And that's why th- their ability to make threes is still the thing that separates the Warriors, I think, from any other team. Because it's not only their ability to make threes, but their ability to make threes that then opens up everything else, including a high two-point percentage. Well, they're, they're changing the game forever. You talk to anybody in youth basketball, as I got a couple buddies who kids play basketball, and that's all these kids. And of course, now we live in the Bay Area, but I think this has to be going on everywhere. Oh, absolutely. You know, when, when there was a, there was a time where everybody was about being a high flyer, because what did we see? We saw highlights of Jordan. We saw highlights of, uh, of Dominique and all the high flyers back then. The slam dunk contest meant so much, right? Everybody wanted to dunk. Everybody wanted to be like Mike. Well, now, Everybody, even the youth players, everybody wants to shoot. Everybody wants to shoot from deep, and everybody wants to shoot threes. That's the way the game's going. You know, all the big men now, you watch, you know, I don't watch a ton of college basketball, but everybody in college basketball is shooting threes. Absolutely. Even even the big men in the NBA, everybody's shooting threes. I mean, we've gotten to a point where if you don't shoot threes, you're leaving part of your game on the table. I I really believe that if you can't shoot threes, you're not reaching your potential as a player. Because you have to be able to at least be a threat from out there. Not just for your own game, but for your teammates' game. Because if you can't shoot threes, you don't have to be guarded. And if you don't have to be guarded outside, that means there's the player that's guarding the non-shooter can help. Which means the the lane's more clogged. makes it uh, more difficult for your team to score. So... If you don't know how to shoot a three, and I'm, there are exceptions where you don't have to shoot a three. I mean, I don't want Dwight Howard shooting a three. I don't want Zaza shooting threes. But look at Brooke Lopez. Well, Brooke he, Lopez, I mean, it's sure. crazy. Right. But the, the point is, is that if you can do that, you help out your teammates in a big way. You not only are leaving your potential on the table, you're leaving money on the table if you're not shooting threes. Yeah, you are. I mean, you got to find a way. I mean, I don't care who you are, right? You got to find a way. As you said, Dwight Howard at this point is not going to. Uh, by the way, I was was it was it this morning because I was I had Raiders to do today, Raider TV, and on the way home I was listening to you guys. Was it Dwight Howard the game after 
He has an unbelievable game against the Warriors, and the next night's like one for nine. Yeah, he was one for nine with five turnovers. <laughs> I forget who was against. Lakers, maybe, or Clippers. I think it was the Clippers. Oh, that's so Dwight Howard, isn't it? Yes, it really is. It really is. But you see, I mean, that's... This is going to be changed, and this is just going to happen for generation after generation of basketball players where the seven-footers are going to be shooting threes. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is right now. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, until you can find a way to exploit that, and I don't know how you can, I think it'll continue that way. And, And, you know, the thing is, what could change it? Well, what could change it is if a low post player came on the scene that was so efficient and so dominant that he kind of brought that back. But I'm not sure that player could come to exist the way the game's played right now because that player, whoever it would be, would start to shoot threes at some point. So he he wouldn't stay a low-post player. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. We're going to get to your phone calls. And also, the Mavericks did something, and they showed you something that the Warriors are not doing as well as they did last season. We will talk about that. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. I was uh, smiling at the idea that we just could be uh, completely brain dead out there. It was, uh, I mean, all I could do was laugh, you know. We made so many mistakes defensively, leaving strong side corner for a three, uh, leaking out, um, cherry picking on a long rebound when we have an eight, ten point lead um, with three minutes left. The ball is everything. And, uh, and then they make a three and we inbound the ball with a looping pass with Steph wandering away from the ball and it was it was like grade school stuff the last few minutes it really was um but uh, as i said steph made the huge shot draymond set the great screen and we were able to to come away with it but uh some of the lack of focus was astounding you're listening to warriors wrap up on 95 7 the game (laughs) some of the lack of focus was what Wow. Brain dead. Steve Kerr Lack brought to you by astounding, astounding. Lack of focus. By the way, Warriors with the win over the Mavericks, one twenty-five to one twenty-two. Steve Kerr brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, where saving is simple. Uh, online at walnutcreekjeep.com. How tough is it for Steve Kerr? I mean, you think about a situation like this. You know, your team won and you're saying that after a win. That sounds like a coach that lost. They never lose. They hardly ever lose. They're they're lucky because well, they're not lucky. They're great. And because they're great, they get to learn lessons while they win, while most teams they don't have that luxury. They just don't have that luxury. And you look at a game like tonight, they're up twelve with four twenty to go. They don't play well the last four minutes, and the next thing you know, Dallas comes back, ties the game, and yet the Warriors still find a way to win that game. So you have to do so many things well to beat the Warriors, 
particularly if you're a team like Dallas that has some shortcomings. And and I think tonight's a night where you realize how great the Warriors are because you just look at how Dallas played, look up and down their roster, and they're going to win this game most nights. Let's go to Russ in Pleasanton. You're on with Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz. Warriors wrap up after the Warriors take down the Mavs, 125-122. to Hey, what's going on, you guys? Oh, man, I'm so sorry for Dallas because they played so well. But, uh, yeah, you can't play well enough when uh, Golden State's playing the way they were playing. But, um, what I was, uh, you guys were talking about Russell Westbrook. My name's Russ. Uh, he actually took his name from me, that jerk. But anyway, um, what I want to know is, uh, how, how people are going to feel in the future and how they feel now about how he was given the MVP. Will he be like the, the, the worst? given MVP of all time because in my eyes that that's that's what I see there I mean when it comes to MVP there's nobody in the world that deserved it less than him well, I think Moses Malone one time won it one year when the when the Rockets were 42 and 40 I think so it was either him or Wes Unseld uh, so there have been teams where the MVP has come off a team with a worse record. I want to say they won 48 games last year. So you got to give the guy props. He averaged a triple-double. And if you go down as the worst MVP ever, that's still a pretty good career. Can't take that off the resume. No. You no. were the most valuable player. Let's go to Antonio in Oakland. You're on 95.7. Man, what a great win. Well, you know, um, well, any win is a great win, but, like, you know, they should have been had it wrapped up by the end of the day. You know, the Warriors show who they really are. Down the stretch and clutch time, you know, Curry, well, you know, one of the most efficient basketball players we've ever seen, you know, with that shot. Man, you know, like, hey, hey, Antonio, you know what, though? And I, you listen, know, I, I spend a lot of time praising Curry. There's not pressure on that shot. There's no pressure on that shot in a tie game. If you're down one or two, then there's pressure. But you're playing with house money. Tie game? That's I mean, it's a great shot. It's a game winner, no doubt. It'll go down as a game winner. But I don't see it as a pressure shot. I mean, if you miss, you have to go into overtime at somebody's building. And mm-hmm. they kind of have a lot of momentum going into the overtime because they kind of came back and... You know, but that's just my opinion. I mean, I'd rather just make the shot and just leave the heck out of there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I don't want to stick around for another five minutes playing, you know, when I should be home or, you know, uh, leaving the arena with a victory. And that's what they did, you know, because if he misses, then, hey, they're going to overtime. And who knows what happens in overtime? Anything can happen in overtime. Yeah, Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying the the shooters love that. They love that spot to be in when they know a miss won't lose them a game. Oh, yeah. Like you said, you're playing with house money. You miss, you're still alive. I mean, that's the if you're taking a three and it's win or lose, that is a whole different deal. Look at these producers. Bob Pettit was the MVP in '56. Uh, the St. Louis Hawks were only 33 and 39, which is the year I'm talking about. Jabbar won it for the Lakers. They were 40 and 42. Uh, this is what I was thinking. Moses Malone for the Houston Rockets. They were 46 and 36. 
So Westbrook's Thunder were 48 and, uh, 47 and 35. So not quite the worst team. In fact, four other teams were were worse. Here's something Steve Kerr is not going to like. We've already talked about it tonight, how the Mavericks made 19 three-pointers. Steve Kerr said after the game, the three-point defense is a major concern. Last year, they were first in the league in three-point defense. This year, they're 13th. And if you go back to 2015-16, they were second. In 14-15, they were fifth. 2013-14, they were third. So this has been their worst year defending the three in a long time. And I think one of the reasons is because slowly but surely, teams are getting more comfortable playing this way. Whether they're playing it on offense or on defense. Now, just because... Just because the Warriors aren't defending the three as well as they have doesn't mean they're, let's say, less dominant or any less great of a team. They still can do other things well to make up for it. But I do think that shooting numbers are going to start to even out a little bit when it comes to the Warriors and how they shoot the ball offensively. I think we're going to see more teams starting to shoot it as well or close to as well as the Warriors, and we're going to see teams start to defend it uh, a little bit better and maybe a little better than the Warriors. And that's what happens when you're the Warriors and you set it. You set the bar all over the place. Once you set the bar, you got to expect the gap to close, and and that's what's happening. And I'm I'm not saying the gap's necessarily closing between the Warriors and the second-best team, but the gap's closing in terms of how the Warriors' style is so it can be so dominant or is so so novel it's becoming more and more common and teams are getting more and more used to playing this way no doubt about it cuz you know what's going to happen and it's going to ha- is adjustments there has to be adjust you're just going to keep getting your ass kicked unless you make adjustments everybody is having to make the adjustment and so when you've seen it so many times now, it doesn't it's not the shock and awe anymore. You know what to expect going in. You understand you gotta you gotta withstand barrages, especially in the third quarter against the Warriors. You now understand a little bit more how it's how the game is gonna be played. And it goes back to yeah, everybody everybody's getting geeked up to play the Golden State Warriors. And cause in town, you know, we don't think about it this much because we're just, you know, we're lucky to see this all the time. But when the Golden State Warriors come to town, you know, like on sports radio and you're reading the paper or whatever, everybody's talking about, ooh, the Warriors are in town. The way like back in the day when Jordan came to town or was mm-hmm. Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, you know, you think about the Warriors and they lead the league in block shots. Now, not only do they lead the league in block shots, they're a hundred block shots ahead of the number two team, which is San Antonio. That was what they they had that on NBC Sports Bay Area. Yeah, and watching the it's broadcast, he was like, "Really? Like I didn't even think about the disparity." But that that's the second best team, and you've blocked over a hundred more than they have. And see what I would say then is, so wait a minute. I would this is what I would say to Steve Kerr. So wait a minute. You want to lead the league in block shots, but you also want to lead the league in three point defense. It's like you. <laughs> You can't win games 125 to nothing. You know what I mean? I mean, you have to give up something at some point. And maybe this is another reaction to 
teams making an adjustment to the way the Warriors are defended on the interior. I mean, you can't do everything perfectly well. So we're, we need to research this. But when you think about it, the biggest disparity between the number one team and the number two team of block shots, if it's already over 100 and the Warriors continue to average over eight block shots a game, my God, what could be the difference by the end of the season? And would that be a record like a crazy record? Well, I think they're on pace right now to be the second best block shot team ever. And I want to say the best team was a Washington Bullets team with Minute Bowl on it. And I think the, the third best team or the second best team now was a Utah Jazz team with Mark Eaton on it. And those are two players that each averaged, I think, over four blocks individually. Warriors don't do it that way. They've got a bunch of guys uh who block shots. Duran is among the leaders, but Draymond Green block shots, Bell block shots. And so, and Duran, of course, block shots. So they've got a bunch of guys who can block shots, not just one big time shot blocker. And there's a big difference there because, look, if you're going up against a big shot blocker, whether it's Mark Eaton or Alonzo Mourning, you, you know he's there and you're always aware of him and you know you got to shoot over him. But if you're playing the Warriors, it's like they're all shot blockers on the front line when they throw Bell, Draymond Green, and Duran at you. But you see what I'm saying? The disparity between one and two, this might be the most all-time. Well, that, it's yeah. just going to continue to go. You would think. Because yeah. they average they average more a game than yeah. San Antonio. I mean, the number could get... We've got months of basketball left, and they're already up over 100 more than the Spurs. I, it's, it's crazy. It is pretty crazy. And and I, I I said this because I thought the Warriors would miss it. I thought the Warriors were going to miss Bogut two years ago. I, I really did. I mean, I thought he was terrific around the basket. I would have never imagined that they'd block more shots after he left than when he was here. It, that, that part's crazy. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. If you're a da- Dallas Mavericks fan... And you're hearing five, four, three, two, one. Why you just go, oh my God, I hope Steph Curry doesn't have the ball. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Townie and Steiny here on Warriors Wrap Up after the Warriors take down the Mavericks 125 to 122 and a game winning shot for Steph Curry. So, in the final five seconds of the game in Steph's career, he has six career go ahead field goals. Three of them are against now the Dallas Mavericks after tonight. I'd like to know the score of each of those games. Can we get that? I know that's a lot to ask. <laughs> yeah. No, just to see how many when they were down two did he make a three? Uh were they tied and he made a three? Because you know, there's a difference among those threes, but nevertheless, you make six game winners within five seconds uh, of the of the final horn. I'd say you try not to let the ball get into his hands if you're the opposition. Since coming back after an absence of 11 games, 
He's played in two games. He's 16 for 26 from three. That's 62%. Well, shoot. You know what? Here's where one of our guys can do this. Uh, Dickinson figured it out that after his 10 for 13 game from three-point range against Memphis, he went from 38% to over 40. I think he raised it two points. So what was he tonight? I don't even know. I didn't even... uh, Let me see. Steph was 6 for 13. 6 for 13. So he probably didn't go up as much tonight. But, you know, for the entire season, he was shooting below 40%. At times, he was in the 37s. But here we are in January, and he's back up over 40 again, just like he always is. And he looks fresh. He does. He does. He looks... there's There's that old phrase, the game seems to have slowed up for him. And he just really... The speed he plays at is the speed that works for him. He never is in too much of a hurry. He's got a way of using just just getting a little half shoulder by you to create a shot. He's just got he's got a great understanding of 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 when to go a hundred percent and when to go half and when to cut hard and when to uh, when to set your opponent up. I mean, he he's got the whole game right now. Not the whole game. Let's go to the Warrior in Texas. Good evening, Warrior. Hey, hey always a pleasure, County. I know I'm going to get on when you're hosting. But, uh, yeah, I, I got a, a little bit of a uh, problem here with the uh, the Warriors at the five position. Name their fives. Give me the, the bet chart on the fives. Pachulia, Bell, McGee, West, Looney. Damian Jones. Draymond's going to play some Draymond. five. Bell can step I in would, there. I would list Damon or uh, Draymond above uh, or Draymond above Jones. So here we are in his second year. Next year's his, his third year. So he's pretty much out of here. Looney's out of here because there's no way they can renew his his contract. So if you look at the last two drafts, and I know you're you're, you're cutting the straws here because they've done you know, uh, a, a marvelous job. They were able to pick up Bell, uh, but that wasn't their pick. It was a draft day, day trade. Uh, assessment on on, on uh, Looney and, and Jones, and I'll take your answer on the air. Well, I think they expected a little more out of Jones this year, but I also am not overly alarmed that he's been with Santa Cruz the whole year because what's the point of having him up County with the Warriors if he's not going to play. I mean, he's got to play. You don't get any better sitting on the bench. And Looney, you know, Looney's already given him more than I thought he would give him. I didn't really even think he was much of a factor coming into this year. So whatever they've gotten out of him uh, has been a bonus. But they, you know, they're going to have to pare that down at some point. They're going to have to figure it out. But I mean, I think if you look long term, Patchouli is not here long term. McGee's not here long term. West isn't here long term. So after this year, now you're going to be relying on Bell. You're going to be relying on maybe Damian Jones to come up and play 10, 15 minutes. And then you're going to have to figure out whether Looney can play center, and if so, for how long. Or you go out and get a center who you think can help you. How long do you think JaVale's here? I think this is his last year. I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's going to play a playoff game for the Warriors this year. It's just a hunch. Now, do you think he gets traded? I don't know if he gets traded, but I, I could see them. 
Uh, I'd rather have Quinn Cook on the active roster, I think, come playoff time than JaVale McGee. Uh, It's just a hunch, but I I don't get the sense they're enamored with McGee this year. Uh, He's clearly not making the impact he made last year. And and with the emergence of Bell, he's just kind of... He's an overlap now. I mean, he Bell does a lot of the things that he does. You know, we we talked. I remember being at the parade, and you and I were hosting the parade, and we talked so much about, oh, they're not going to be able to bring the band back together, right? Just not going to. And then they do. Mm-hmm. Has it been? God, I don't want to say disappointing, but it just it doesn't. The fact that we were like, oh, they're all back. It just it hasn't made that kind of impact like we felt it was going to make if they were able to do it. Is that fair? I just think the standards have been raised so high. What what could they do to to impress fans further? I do think the one thing uh, they they wanted to do was I think they wanted to recreate kind of the JaVale McGee phenomenon from last year with Nick Young. And you know how you know how McGee came into games last year and he he changed the way the game was going. He brought excitement, he had dunks, he was fun. I think they wanted Nick Young to be that player this year. Nick Young hasn't been that player. Uh, To me, Nick Young doesn't fit on this team, and he hasn't fit in. Now, I don't think the Warriors are going to necessarily pay the price for that, uh, but I don't really think Nick Young has worked out for the Warriors. I mean, he's just... He's just been a player they've thrown in there, and he makes some shots now and again, and his defense isn't very good, but because the Warriors are so good, he doesn't get exposed or anything like that, and he may end up getting a championship ring when it's all said and done. But I don't really think he's brought a ton to the table for the Warriors. For example, he hasn't brought this year what McGee brought last year. What would you need to see? I mean, and I'm just looking at the box score. 12 minutes, zero points tonight. What would need to change for you to change on Nick Young? I don't think he can. I, nothing. I nothing? Mean, no. He, he kind of is who he is. And I, I get why teams want Nick Young. It's the same reason they want, you know, they wanted Vinnie Johnson or they want Lou Williams. I, I just think the Warriors they want players more than anything. They want well-rounded players. They want guys who can shoot, but they also want guys who can pass, who can defend multiple positions, who know how to play, who know how to play instinctually. And, you know, that's not necessarily Nick Young's strength, all those things other than shooting. So Nick Young, 12 minutes, zero points. JaVale McGee did not play coach's decision. Yeah. Kerr said he was out of the rotation a few games ago, and then he ended up using him the other night. But yeah, I don't, I don't think McGee is is going to be much of a factor from here on in. Again, I, I think he'll have, I think he'll have games where he plays and contributes, but consistently, I don't think he's going to be part of this rotation. It's a tough unit to crack. Yeah, yes, it is. I mean, especially if Steve actually, he's not going to do it. And we haven't seen it in the past. I mean, he continues even when you get into the into the postseason. He's got a big rotation. But what would it be like if he wasn't one of those guys and wanted to shrink the rotation? I mean, he's never really had to do that, even in the playoffs. Well, I'll tell you right now, McGee would be out. Looney would be out. I think McCaw might be in a little bit of trouble. Caspi would probably be out. 
I mean, if if he had to go with only the players that he trusted most, or let's just say you put them in order, Iguodala would play, West would play, and Livingston would play, absolutely, because those are his veterans. Then I think he'd go to Caspi slash McCaw, and then after that, well, I forgot Bell. Bell will be in there for, for just his athleticism. But yeah, that's where you're going to let guys like McGee go and Nick Young go and and maybe even Looney a little bit. You know, we've had the death the death lineup, the, ha- the, ha- the Hamptons 5. I wanted to ask you, because this is our first time being together in a while, what do you got with KD? You got KD, you throw in Bell, you throw in Draymond when those three play together. I think you got a really active front line. You can have a really good defensive front line. And I just wonder where you'd have a shortcoming is probably offensively because neither Bell nor Draymond Green are offensive players. So you have to have, I would think, Curry and Clay have to be also be on the floor because if you just have one of those two, then you might have a little bit of problems uh, scoring the ball. You know, one of the things that I love about Arlo and it's happened tonight. It happened at 8, let's see, it happened 55 minutes ago. My phone buzzed as you were talking. I looked down at my phone because it was buzzing, and I saw somebody coming up to my front door, the UPS guy dropping off packages. It's instant. When someone's at your front door, you are instantly notified. The smart home security cameras, if you're like me, Matt, and you have it out in front of my house... I mean, the minute someone's coming to my door, I know. You know, I no longer do it since we always have our phones in our hands. It's sad, but it's true. The minute someone, minute the camera picks picks up something, I mean, it could be anything from a cat to the UPS driver, but immediately when something's in my driveway and someone's coming up to my front door, I know. It's pretty amazing how fast it gets to you. You're going to get a message to your phone before they're able to ring my doorbell. The nice thing too, Townie, is they're e- the the weather resistant camera is very easy to put up. You can put them up with uh, you know screws, or you can put them up. Uh, you can place them somewhere without having to use hardware. As a matter of fact, the high definition video is also crystal clear. You get a seven days of of, cla- of storage in the cloud. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. When I'm at Oracle Arena. Uh, I'm the same way. You know, you get a notification and, oh, okay, my middle daughter's home from soccer practice. Mm-hmm. That's nice to know. And, yeah, you get a lot of peace of mind that way. It's 100% wire-free. The charging, the batteries last forever. My wife loves the fact of the two-way audio. So when someone comes to your front door, you don't have to go to your front door. You could be on the couch and you can talk to them through the camera, find out who are you, why are you here, what is your deal. So you don't even have to do the old get up and go to the front door and what do you want? So that's one of the great things If because uh, at this time of the year, you're going to have people coming to your door. You want to know who's coming to your door. It's about the safety. 1080p HD. The camera is like, I'm looking at my phone right now. It's absolutely unbelievable. And you, you, I mean, when that person's coming up to your front door, you're going to see exactly who it is. So the motion and sound detection for me is very, very key. You worry less. And you live more. Check out Arlo Smart Home Security Cameras. You are back on tomorrow from 10 to noon? Yes, sir. With the guru? You know it. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you.
You have been listening to Warriors Wrap Up on the home of the Warriors, 95.7 The Game, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. I was in Alameda today. I was over at the Raiders facility. Then I made some calls, some interesting things about Gruden and Del Rio that we need to address on the Chris Townsend Show, 95.7 The Game. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.